Welcome to Vicarious Resilience, a podcast to help you build your psychological toolbox. If you're six or a hundred years old, there's some great ideas here to help you build resilience. Every standalone episode, you'll learn step-by-step skills that will help you stay mentally fit. We're going to hear interviews from people who have had to use their go-to skills to get them through some tough times. We'll learn skills to overcome anxiety, deal with stress, and learn how to take control of negative thinking patterns. I'm your host, Danette Honish. I'm a registered clinical counselor, and I'm ready to help you add easy-to-learn practical skills to your toolbox so that you can remain happy and resilient. I had the opportunity today to interview Bob Pearson. He came to me via telephone from his bed at the Lionsgate Hospital in Vancouver. Bob shared with me the story of how he ended up in the hospital, and it's quite a story. See if you can identify all the skills he used in order to stay positive and move forward. Then stick around at the end and we'll go through them. So uh, my name is Danette Honish. I'm a a registered clinical counselor. Your daughter, Karen, uh, spoke to me about you and uh, told me that you would be an excellent candidate to be interviewed for a Vicarious Resilience podcast. Ooh, that sounds threatening. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I know just a, a little bit about you. I'll tell you what I know about you, and then you can fill in a whole bunch of blanks of the stuff I don't know. How does that sound? Okay. Okay, so... Um, I understand that you are 91 years old, uh, and that five years ago you had lost your sight and, uh, the beginning of March of uh, 2020, uh, that you were hit by a tow truck and that resulted in your, uh, stay in the, in the hospital. And as a result of that, your leg was amputated. Is that all, is that all pretty accurate? All kinds of fun. All kinds of fun, yeah. So that's what I know. So how about you fill in a few blanks there? Well, there's a few blanks. Yeah, Karen's right. I was mostly blind about six years ago, but not completely. So I was back in Hawaii enjoying the beach, and then I got up one morning and I couldn't see at all. So from that point on, my <laughs> vacation in Hawaii was, was holding on to my daughter's uh, shoulder while she took me back and forth to the American doctor there. But he succeeded in uh, in getting my eye back. It was an ulcer on the eye, and he, he succeeded pretty much in getting the eye back. Oh, wow, and that's impressive. And I was back to traveling around on public transit and told everything was going well. Until this day, I was going to sing along with my buddy. And I go on public transit, go on cross marine drive when I was hit by the tow truck. And I can't remember much after that. But I came out of that with two legs. And so I spent a whole week here, <laughs> a lot of pain. Well, I tried to save the, uh, the left leg, but that was uh, not, that didn't happen. It was not possible. So they amputated. And since then, I've been in here gradually, gradually recovering. Wow, that is uh, th- that is a lot for one person to go through. Yeah, oh yeah. I forgot my thing, my dog. <laughs> she 
Yes, exactly, yeah. I knew the dog had cancer, but the very day I got emergency off to the hospital, the dog died. Oh. That's that's Uh, terrible. Double whammy on the same day. uh, March 4th is etched in my mind forever. Absolutely, yeah. So um, I also understand uh, that... that, uh, you are an inspiration to the people at the hospital and, and certainly to your daughter. She speaks very, very highly of you. Um, how can someone go through that many difficult things and still be considered inspirational to others? I don't know. I don't know that I am inspirational. Oh, I know. I'm still hanging in there and I want to go home. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can understand that. With COVID, it makes it even that much more difficult without uh, people being able to come and see you. I guess that was the third thing that happened that week. The COVID thing kind of, I was going on before that, but it kind of came very prominent, didn't it? Right, it was yeah. Um, lost my leg, lost my dog, and and COVID came. Which, is, yeah, that's made a lot of complexities to my stay in the hospital, you know? Yeah, for sure. So what what types of things have you been doing to um, to stay positive and to keep moving forward? Oh, well, I can't talk to anybody, but the nurses, but they're all super good here. So, uh, I, you know, I have a visitor, so I just listen to the radio. And because I can't, TV is no good. I, I, I can only listen to it anyway, so I just got a radio, yeah. And this is mostly just BBC. And keep up with all the latest COVID news and uh, news of the world, such as it is. And I don't know. I'm, I'm in general kind of an optimistic person, so, so I don't I don't suffer from depression yet. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you've always been an optimistic person. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much my whole life, I've always kind of on the bright side. Right, yeah. So, so what, um, like, what kind of bright sides are you pulling out of this? Well, if I get back home, uh, all will be a bright side. You know, I got my cat. You know, my other daughter's got my cat, so I got my cat back. And I don't know if I get another dog because that might be difficult to handle with uh, in a wheelchair. I'll see though, because I love having a dog. And good to get back and say thank you neighbors it right. was really good yeah do you have a close relationship with your neighbors well yeah it got a lot closer because <laughs> I walk around blind I don't even know who I'm saying hello to oh okay I gather all of them near me and basically I really didn't know well yeah I know two or three of them quite well but so now you have a, a challenge in front of you. You're going to be going home soon and or going to one of your daughter's houses. I'm, I'm not sure which it is. Um, do you know which it is? I'm hoping, I'm hoping to go straight home. To go straight home, right, yeah. 
the house is all being converted so I can use a wheelchair. And uh, I'll have people coming in two or three times a day to get me going. But I hope to become, get back to becoming independent like I was. Right, yeah. I could do everything for myself before, so it's just a matter of relearning how to how to maneuver and stuff, I guess. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting in my wheelchair and going outside in the sun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I saw the picture of you in uh, the local newspaper with the hat on and the the Hawaiian shirt and the, the lay around your neck, so you look like quite a character. <laughs> oh, yeah, my 90th birthday party. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. Having a, an optimistic attitude, being a person who's, who's just naturally optimistic, uh, do you feel that that has been something that's been useful for you at this time? Oh, I'm sure, eh? I guess if I was a person suffering from depression or something, I would have just given up. But I'm not giving up. I'm going to get out of here. Right. My fingers are... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, that's great. It sounds like you have lots of people on your on your team and lots of people on your side, and you have the right attitude to move forward. And, yeah, um, lucky. Um, I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist of the podcast. Um, I'm looking for, you know, that, that resilience, that spirit that keeps you moving forward. And, um, and the idea is that, uh, you know, we, we all learn from each other. So someone hears your story and hears that, uh, you're able to give it a shot and keep moving forward and stay optimistic. And, uh, then maybe that's going to encourage them to do the same thing. Hopefully it will, yeah. Hopefully, Hopefully it will, yeah. Well, thanks for talking to me today, Bob. And uh, okay. and good luck thanks with your recovery, calling. and take care. Yes, thank you very much for calling. Okay, bye-bye. When I reflected on this interview, I thought about how positive Bob is to be facing these challenges and still moving forward, and how the social worker at the hospital really wanted him to be able to do this interview and facilitated it by going into his room and and making sure that the phone was working well. So I really appreciate that, Lori. Thank you. Um, Some of the skills that Bob identified, the first one, he sees himself as an optimist. And wow, what an important thing that is to identify yourself as an optimist. In Bob's situation, I think a lot of people might wonder, like, why did this happen to me? But that doesn't really get you anywhere. It just, it did happen. That's just how it is. And so looking forward is really the only way to go. Bob identified things that he was looking forward to. So more specifically, he was looking forward to going home, to his home, to see his daughters again, to visit with his neighbors. And he has a cat. Thing he was really looking forward to was seeing some sunshine. I mean, he's been in a hospital bed for a while now. And being able to get up, get into the wheelchair and get outside so he can get some sunshine in his eyes, I think was really important to him because he mentioned it a few times. On top of being an optimist and identifying the specific things that he can look forward to, Bob is doing one more important thing. He's putting the work in to meet those goals. He's working hard with his physio so he can get home He can feel the sunshine on his face. He can visit with his daughters. He can start identifying a few more neighbors. 
he can cuddle up with his cat, and he can just feel confident that he can be independent again. So Bob, thanks for sharing your positive and pragmatic skills with us. Keep working hard and I'm sure you'll be home soon. Cheers to you, Bob. This has been another episode of Vicarious Resilience. I'm your host, Danette Honish. Thanks for listening.